0: The agendas behind the recent whistleblower
1: news are emerging. This is the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. I want to talk today again about the UFO whistleblower, David Grush, because his News Nation interview last week was the beginning of a coordinated messaging campaign that's clearly not going anywhere anytime soon and appears to be serving multiple agendas. I don't know what all of those agendas are, but just like any other messaging campaign masquerading as news, You got to peel the layer back on it and analyze it to try and figure that out. So that's what I'm going to do today. Also going to do that next show. This is a two-parter because there's lots of stuff out there that I don't think has gotten much attention that is related to this story. And I want to get to as much of that as I can. Real quick, before we dive in, if you enjoy the show and you want to help support, but you are not a Patreon subscriber, there are other ways that you can help out. You can make a one-time donation via PayPal at paypal.me slash brad binkley that's brad b-i-n-k-l-e-y you can also share the show with friends or on social media you can leave a five-star review and a kind comment that warms my heart that truly does help me out tons or you can let the ads play through the way that i support the show financially is through donations through monthly subscriptions and through the ads that some of you hear and if you want to help out let those ads play through because i don't get anything from them if you skip, by them. So that's another way that you can help. If you don't like the ads and you'd rather not hear them, then you can go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. I do take all of those ads out for subscribers. Okay, a couple of agendas that I see potentially emerging from this UFO whistleblower narrative. One is, I guess what I would call the pump up the military industrial complex slash war with China and Russia agenda which those could be separated into two, but I'm just going to keep them together for now. Another is a societal-wide ontological shock agenda. Those are my initial takes based on what I've seen about what's going on. I'm sure there's others, but I want to go through some stuff today that will show you why this is what I'm seeing so far. Starting with the War with China... Russia, military-industrial complex one. So the CIA uses some analysis planning strategies that are very useful for anyone in in any situation, really. And they describe how they use them in their tradecraft manuals or declassified manuals. A couple of them are relevant to this whistleblower situation, I believe. One, which I think is, is called the crystal ball approach, which their psychology of intelligence analysis declassified manual says works like this. It says... Imagine that a perfect intelligence source, such as a crystal ball, has told you a certain assumption is wrong. You must then develop a scenario to explain how this could be true. If you can develop a plausible scenario, this suggests your assumption is open to some question. So you can see how that's useful for thinking around your assumptions, but also how it could be perhaps useful for creating a perfect crystal ball-like intelligence source that you can then put out there and could cause people to question long-held assumptions that they might have had. And this UFO whistleblower, David Grush, if there's one thing that's been consistent about how he's been talked about, it's how credible he, I mean, it's like he's the most credible source, and he is an intelligent source, who has ever stepped foot on the planet the way they talk about this. It's funny to me, these techniques that they use, because these are just improv games. Like, if you take improv classes, or you're in you're an improv troop, you're doing games like this all the time. And I love that the CIA uses that as planning and strategy techniques. The second technique, which is definitely relevant to this case, is very simple. It's called thinking backwards. The manual says, one technique for exploring new ground is thinking backwards. As an intellectual exercise, start with an assumption that some event you did not expect has actually occurred. Or I would also add, Start with an event that you want to occur. Then it says, put yourself into the future looking back to explain how this could have happened. Think what must have happened six months or a year earlier to set the stage for the outcome. What must have happened six months or a year before that to prepare the way and so on back to the present. Very useful exercise for anyone trying to achieve a goal, really, you start with the end goal. This is what we want to accomplish. Then you come up with all of the ways That you think you can get there. So that's obviously a very useful exercise for anyone trying to achieve anything. You start with that end goal. This is what we want to accomplish. And then you come up with all of the possible ways of getting you there. And I believe that if your end goal happens to be pumping up the military industrial complex like never before, and also maybe to cause a conflict with Russia and China, then one of those possible ways you might try and get there is by propagating UFOs are definitely real. Our government has the crafts and they've been lying to you about this for years narrative to not only the public, but also to Congress. Now, maybe that sounds far-fetched, but I don't think so because using a strategy like this to swing public opinion and get a congressional vote in favor of war is not unprecedented by any means. Most of you are probably familiar with what's known as the Nahira testimony, which was false testimony given before Congress, I think back in 1991, by a 15-year-old girl known as Nahira, which was... Ultimately, what was used to justify us entering that Gulf War in 91, during her testimony, this teenager, Nahira, while sobbing, claimed that she was a volunteer at a hospital in Kuwait during the war, and here's what she told Congress. She said, While I was there, I saw the Iraqi soldiers come into the hospital with guns and go into the room where babies were in incubators. They took the babies out of the incubators, took the incubators, and left the babies on the cold floor to die. After her testimony, Bush Sr. went around citing that story for months as rationale why we must enter the Gulf War, which swayed not only public opinion in favor of authorizing the use of force, it also persuaded the Senate to vote in favor of this authorization, which passed by just five votes in the Senate. And during that vote, seven senators, so passed by five votes, seven of the senators cited Nahira's testimony as the reason that they voted yes. But as it turns out, the whole story was fake. It was atrocity propaganda created by the PR firm Hill & Knowlton. Nahira saw none of what she claimed to have seen because she was not a hospital volunteer in Kuwait. She was actually the daughter of the Kuwaiti ambassador to Washington who were trying to get America into the war. The whole thing was a con designed to do exactly what it did dupe Congress into voting for a war by showing them the crying teen telling a tale of babies being ripped out of incubators that they needed to see in order to vote yes, even if it was a lie. And I could see this UFO narrative being used in a similar way. I mean, they need Congress to see for themselves that America is not as strong as we think we are, that our military technology is actually way behind that of uh, some entity or adversary that poses a, an imminent threat to our, our well-being as a country, far more of a threat than even they realized they need them to feel this they need them to feel a sense of urgency to vote to jack up the weapon spending through the roof like never before in history probably and to focus all of our resources on preparing to defend our country against this looming highly advanced technologically threat this needs to be more important to them than anything else top priority How can they light this fire under their asses and under the asses of the American people so that the American people pressure their members of Congress to make this weapon spending and this potential conflict with a dangerous adversary the top priority above all else? What story can they show to the people and to Congress to make them feel that fear and think that this is real? I'm not saying it'll work, but what's a possible way that they could try this? How about aliens? Aliens, you say? Yeah. Well, we tell the public that aliens are real. We tell them they're everywhere. They've, they've murdered people. We tell them that aliens have actually murdered people and that we have some of their crafts, which has technology beyond anything that even our top military guys have ever seen on Earth before. But also, the government's hiding this technology that would give everyone on Earth free energy. It would solve the energy crisis. And it's being, it's being hidden from them, we tell them. We tell them all that. And we tell them it's confirmed and that it can be proven if this information was not part of a highly classified secret government program that's been hidden from them for years. And then we demand, or we have our mouthpieces that we send out to the media demand, that Congress step up and take action, the action necessary to change this so that both they, Congress, and the American people can actually see this proof for themselves. Maybe even we show them one of the crafts that we'll say that the government has and we really emphasize that Congress holds the power to prove these claims if they take the necessary action to make it so. And once they do it, we show them and we show the American people what they need to see to feel Like our military technology is completely inadequate and doesn't stand a chance against this technology that we don't even understand yet, but that we assure them is out there everywhere right now and in the hands of some entity or some adversary and that it poses a grave threat to everyone in America unless they start investing big right now And weapons, like never before in American history, we need a weapons investing program that everybody is on board with, if we are, to survive, to protect ourselves. And then after we get all of this thing going, we say, oh yeah, it's not aliens. Turns out it was China and Russia who had this technology that was so good, it, it made us think it was aliens. So that's
0: one of my working theories. This episode is brought to you by Shopify.
1: And again, maybe it's a bit far-fetched, but I don't think so. What's happened since the whistleblower interview last week, I think, supports what I'm suggesting, at least some of it, which obviously doesn't mean it's true. All of the stuff that's happened afterwards could support any number of theories. But since his News Nation interview, the UFO-related news has exploded. Some family in Vegas claimed that they saw a craft crash and that there was a 10-foot alien in their yard. And then there were stories about how there was video of it that the police confiscated or something. And there was 15 pages or so of redacted information the police are trying not to tell people about. I'm not saying there's credibility to any of that. I'm just saying it's being reported on freely as though it were credible when that was not happening. Before, there was another story about some unnamed official who claimed he worked on one of these crafts and that it made him ill. And that the craft defied physics because it was larger on the inside than it was on the outside, you know, just like the TARDIS in Doctor Who, life imitating art, art imitating life. I don't know. The barrage of this type of news, UFO related news, is clearly going to continue. And it's not just stories like that. Others are coming forward claiming that they've corroborated the whistleblower's claims. One in particular, a guy who many see as credible right now because of his work on the Twitter files. And that's Michael Schellenberger. I'm going to play you some clips of what he had to say. On top of that, earlier this week, we had a guy named Dr. Stephen Greer, who he was behind the original UFO Disclosure Project back in 1993. Many old school conspiracy theorists will probably remember him. He did a three hour presentation at the National Press Club where he claims to just this week for the first time ever in the three decades of doing this work handed over thousands of pages of what he says is cooperating evidence of UFOs, of U.S. black programs that develops advanced crafts that that are ours, that we develop, and of the locations of secret black sites like Area 51 all over the world. He shows maps and everything. I'm going to play you some of what he had to say in part two of this in the next show. Greer, by the way, I learned, is also apparently one of the people who has been giving Gersh some of the information that he blew the whistle on. allegedly you know, blew the whistle. I, I use air quotes when I say that, but I found that to be interesting that Gersh was getting some of that info from Greer. I'm not married to any explanation for what's going on here. I'm just trying to wrap my head around it. And I encourage you to do the same when listening to some of these clips. I would focus less on whether you think what is being said is BS or not and more on why we're being told these things, why they want us to hear these things, because this is a messaging campaign and messaging campaigns are designed to shift perception for the purpose of reaching an end goal. So let's dive in, starting with uh, Schellingberger here, you see on screen, who a lot of people seem as credible, saying he's corroborated this evidence that the whistleblower is, is saying. He's been on Fox News, News Nation, The Hill, various podcasts making this claim, while also highlighting what I think is another agenda that I mentioned earlier, the ontological shock agenda, which he mentions, among other things, in this first clip here. So, confirmation, aliens are real. This is exciting. What do you make of the baker's dozen of alien spacecraft that we have? Apparently the claim is there are 12 or 13 crafts that the United States has in its possession that are in warehouses somewhere in the country. And notice how she said, confirmation as though that's something everybody agrees on now. So that's the understood premise, not even being questioned anymore because of how credible the whistleblower is apparently.
2: Well, I think it's, it's worth just pointing out that this is very shocking. Uh, the whistleblower in question, David Grush, used the term ontological shock, which is a little bit of jargon, but what he means is that The idea that we are not alone um, in the abstract is something that everybody, I mean, not everybody, but many people, the large majority of people agree with that we are um, almost certainly not alone in the universe. However, the idea that there may already be contact or have been contact for quite a while between the US military and non-human intelligence, non-human life forms is very shocking. And it's shocking for me personally there's things I kept out of the story that I think were just too shocking and, and certainly harder to confirm. And it, But I do think it's clear that the conversation about this has progressed from the idea that the Pentagon simply has some videos to uh, a, lar- a large and growing number of people with reason to know who say that in fact, there are non-human spacecraft.
1: Okay, so the general theme of people in the know are saying this is true, therefore it is confirmed. And his main takeaway is the shock of it, the ontological shock that the government's been in contact with these things for years. This term, ontological shock, is one that was used by Grush in an interview that he did with the debrief. He said, speaking about the revelations he made, he said, I hope this revelation serves as an ontological shock Sociologically, and provides a general uniting issue for nations of the world to reassess their priorities. So I guess that does combine with the military-industrial complex potential war agenda because that's what they have to get members of Congress and the public to do to prioritize weapons spending like has never happened before and potentially a, a world war-like conflict. So... Ontological shock is defined as a state of being forced to question one's worldview, which clearly Grush is attempting to do that. He's trying to trigger societal wide ontological shock. Is the purpose that he's doing that because they're really ready to reveal aliens to us? I'm not convinced. I don't think so at all. But if you can't condition the public to question their worldview at a level as shocking as this and accept that it is true then you can more easily get them to accept slightly less shocking things that could be more real that they previously might not have. What those things are, I do not know. But a changing in reality that perhaps we are being conditioned to accept by creating ontological shock with this UFO, they exist for real, narrative. That one, I'm still working out what it could be, the possibilities, but there's something to that. Schellenberger used this term three times in this interview. Gersh used this term in his interview with the debrief. Another thing that could be at play here is something could happen and then the government could go, oh no, that's just those pesky aliens that did that. That wasn't a false flag or that wasn't us that did that. Okay, next clip, Schellenberger highlights how this being covered up is the problem. And a couple of other tidbits in there as well. There's one very interesting
2: story, which is that a major aerospace company apparently tried to involve greater civilian scientists and engineers to reverse engineer the vehicles because the stove piping or compartmentalization that exists really prevents the kind of innovation and sharing of knowledge that's actually essential to being able to achieve scientific and engineering Goals And so there was a, a very briefly floated idea to involve a larger number of scientists and engineers that was apparently rejected by the Pentagon.
1: So a private aerospace company that's apparently in on this, which Dr. Greer also claims during his presentation, wanted to bring people from the private sector in on this, wanted to be transparent about what was going on, get rid of the stovepiping and compartmentalization. But the Pentagon said no. So the covering it up is the problem. How do we stop this from being covered up? That way we can all benefit from this technology. Well, Congress better do something.
2: So these are, look, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. At the same time, extraordinary claims, uh, you don't need extraordinary evidence to simply investigate them. And the claim here is that these craft are real physical objects. This is not a mass hallucination, that they exist in specific military bases. and. Or in, or in contractor facilities and that that members of Congress could go and actually find these facilities or go and actually make sure they get their way in there and, um, uh, and, and try to find these craft themselves.
1: It's verifiable because the crafts are there. It's up to Congress. This is what I'm talking about. You get Congress to seek it out. They find the evidence that is put there for them to find that I don't believe is extraterrestrial by any means but could very well be some advanced technology that our government has been hiding that it could be claimed comes from an adversary or an ET or whatever. And all of a sudden, the priority of the people who see that, their priorities change. They shift. Holy smokes. We need to do something. All right, before we wrap up today's show, I want to tell you what we're going to be talking about in the drive time, the News Blast XR, the subscriber-only portion of the show, which is going to be the CIA's principles of creativity for is specifically. The CIA, they are deceptive for sure. We all know that. But they're also creative in their deception, which is why they train their agents in creativity. And we're going to be going through those creative principles in the DMB XR. If you want to get access to that, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and subscribe there today. That is how I support myself and how I support the show. Keep it going. So if you want to help out and you want to get that extra content as well as this show, the Drive Time News Blast, ad free. I take out all of the ads for subscribers and I put it in your own private RSS feed and Patreon that you can then pop into any podcast player that you listen to. All right, next he goes to a little bit of another topic. He does come back to this in a minute, but he talks about all the other people who have corroborated this story as well, which I think is revealing into how a psyop works. We'll play it and then we'll talk about it for a minute. I would
2: also say I'm not the only person that's interviewing these folks. There are other people in my article I mentioned, uh, former defense, uh, assistant defense secretary Christopher Mellon uh, mentioned at least four witnesses. I think he said in his article on Politico, over four people. I don't know if those are the same people I spoke to. Uh, We don't share information with each other, but there there's more people that are finding the courage to speak
1: all these credible people cooperating claims made by such a credible intel guy. And the more we have these credible sounding people claiming to have cooperated, the more credible and real the claims feel. In reality, all this is, is multiple secondhand sources, none of whom have seen the evidence themselves firsthand, who are all probably talking to the same unnamed deep throats in the intel community, who if they were carrying out a psychological operation, would do this very thing. They would seek out Sources who are trusted by various demographics in society and they would give them information that they wanted them to tell the public. First they would give them true information to build their trust and then they would slip the lie in there that they would then disseminate to the public. Just like Deep Throat does to Molder and X-Files. The idea, I believe, is through these multiple credible seeming sources that you can get enough of the people to believe this stuff based on this illusion of evidence and that's what it is an illusion right now. Then... Based on that, they then put pressure on their constituents in Congress and get Congress to use that power to do what they can that enables them to prove or disprove the claims once and for all, a message which Schellenberger doubles down on in this final clip from him here.
2: This evidence does appear to be verifiable. You need to go into these facilities and look for these craft. It's not... I mean, I think there may be resistance, but again, we have civilian control over our militaries. And I think there needs to be a very clear statement from members of Congress, particularly Senators Rubio and Gillibrand, that this is not up to the military to decide what to withhold from us. This is the right of the American people to know what our tax dollars and what our militaries are doing. And if there has been some bad behavior we know there's been cover-ups, and by the way, I, I will point out, you know, there's this is a New York Times story from 1978, New York Times magazine story about Pentagon covering up of UFO information. So, for me, if there's nothing there, and we should keep an open mind that maybe there is nothing there, we give them an open mind on both levels. The military needs to open up. It's way past time for this. It's civilian control of our military and intelligence services. And I'm afraid that we're not seeing uh, the levels of disclosure that I think that we deserve to see. This is It is ontological shock, but I do think we, we are grown-ups and we're capable of dealing with whatever the truth may be.
1: There it is again. Ontological shock and the people in Congress, they have the power to force them to show us these crafts. This sounds like the uh, nah- Nahira strategy that I was talking about earlier. You sway public opinion, which pressures Congress to act, and then you show them something shocking, and what they do next will be guided by what they saw and what the public demands they do about it. Will they demand increased weapon spending based on what they see? I think so, but I don't know. I could be wrong. Will will this be revealed that it's actually China and Russia in origin and that their technology is far more advanced than ours? I don't know. I think it could. Maybe we'll find out. All right, that's where we're going to wrap up today's show. We will continue in the DMBXR with those CIA creative principles, as I mentioned. Thank you guys for listening, for watching. We'll talk to you next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.